At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I think it's taken me a long time to accept that, that this is the bond I have with her and that this is what it looks like now. You know, at the beginning, I didn't, I couldn't foresee that it, that I would, have anything with her. <laughs> I only wanted or could accept her physical presence. And in time that changes, you know, time does heal. And fortunately, you have been able to accept other versions of her. What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. My name is Fleur, and I am a teacher, the author of the book Moving Beyond, and I work as a psychic medium. I have done over 15,000 readings for people all over the world. I connect them to their loved ones on the other side. This podcast lets you be a fly on the wall in my office, to listen in, and to experience what a psychic medium session is for yourself. People see me for a variety of reasons. Some come looking for closure, others are looking for life direction, and other people come because they're not so sure about this whole thing, but they're pretty curious. Here you will find stories of tremendous loss, but also incredible love and healing. After each session, I have the joy of sitting down with my client again to discuss their experience and answer any of their questions around spiritual connection. I hope that some of the information that arises can help you too, no matter where you are in your journey through loss, growth, or curiosity about the things we can't always see. So my name is Beth and I'm from Connecticut and I'm interested in hearing from my daughter who was taken several years ago in a car accident. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Moving Beyond. I'm wanting to take these little introductions and actually bring them to life uh, a little bit more, give you an opportunity to connect with me in a very here and now kind of way, tell you a little bit about what's going on in my life. I am currently today in New York City. 
I usually live in Lisbon, but today I'm in New York and it means that I am starting in-person live shows again. So crazy. Not right now. Not right now. It's still a little insane out there and I hope everyone is staying safe. But in February, late February, I will be doing some shows. First in LA on the 23rd of February in Santa Monica and on the 25th in Burbank and then I'll be coming to New York on March 4th and there will be some London shows after that so if you live in one of those places and you would like to come see me I would love that uh, the theater shows are not quite like the podcast because the podcast is long readings with people but they are 10 minute readings, 8 minute readings, something like this throughout the night and it's always been this incredible incredible community feel and an opportunity for me to do readings for for you. So, if you are at all interested in a theater way of of watching me work, then these shows are for you. Without any further ado, I do hope that you love my time with Beth. I am excited to get to connect with her and I'm excited to see who shows up. Hi Beth, nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, Flora. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for participating. Have you ever had any kind of reading before? Yes, I have. Yes. Okay. Good experience, bad experience, somewhere in between. Great experiences. Ah, amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Okay. Just gonna go quiet for a moment. I'm still here. Sure. Okay. Would you understand my first impression here is of a father in the spirit world? Yes. And that would be your father, you see? Yes. I'm aware with this man that the two of you really get each other in life is my feeling yes. like we see eye to eye and i don't think that's the case for most people in this man's life but you get him you understand yes. that mm -hmm. and i think he chuckles um as he gives me this information because i feel he's not afraid to burn a bridge in life sometimes kind but like not afraid if if somebody's not going to be in alignment with what he what he needs. Yes. But with you, I just sense this real, this real understanding on an, on an energetic, deep, deep, deep level and wanting to honor you in that way, first and foremost, and just express a sense of gratitude and a thank you for that kind of relationship, not just the father daughter relationship, but this kind of being seen. And I think that goes both ways for, for the two. Do you see, this is a man who can hold a captive audience. Absolutely. And he's pretty thrilled to be in podcast form. <laughs> it makes me feel like while he enjoys a live active audience, the idea of speaking to many is just always enjoyable to him. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And I'm getting him to inch in here. Give me some more details and things. Would you see that I'm kind of a funny thing to say, but I'm a fairly like hairy man in <laughs> on my arms and stuff. Do you see that? Yes. <laughs> he talks also about two married, two relation, two marriages. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. And wanting to let you know that even though he didn't do a very good, your mom was very challenging to him is what he shows me. Hmm. And Yet there's an adoration of her that he really wants to say now that he can get past his own sense of ego and hurt a little bit in life that he sees her great qualities. I really need to say this to you. Mm -hmm. But there is the feeling of, a, of another marriage. And I feel that the other marriage is maybe in an um, external view a little bit more successful. Do you see this? Yes. And more stable for your father and for that second wife of his. Do you see? Yes. Yeah. Because he makes me feel now that he looks back, there is a sense of your mom 
they both they both have like so much passion and so much energy and it feels like the temperament between the two of them could be quite explosive mm, yes and and yet he so needs to tell you how happy he is looking back at his life that he crossed paths and was with your mom and i just feel that to be something he really needs to express to you. Also, because it feels like your relationship with your father, always super, super, super strong. Your relationship with your mom, not always so. Do you see this? Yes. Your name is passed down. Do you understand? Yes. Because he's also with another Elizabeth. Yes. And a woman he puts on a pedestal, but all for all the right reasons. Yes. He adores her. And wants you to know that she's always watched over you. Okay. Your father's second marriage, it is very long lasting. Do you see? It's like a substantial period of time. That's how it shows it to me. Yes. And yet I would also say that not because she's not kind or anything like that, but I do feel like you've not felt since his passing that you can be that connected. Do you, do you see this? Yes. And he's sorry to see that because I think since his passing, just in all areas of family, you felt very alone or isolated or almost a bit cut off. Do you see that? Yes. And there's this deep need for for you to know that he has watched and um, and and wants to extend, which I know that you know, that it's not what he would have wanted for you. Yes. And a lot of fighting and you, I think, kind of throwing up your hands and saying, all right, I, I give in. Do you see? Yes. Especially between you and stepmom and the family. It just looks, uh, it just looks gross, you know? And, yeah. and really um, saddening for you. And he sees that and he, he really wants to stand beside you and, and, and apologize to you and let you know that if it, if it matters, um, it certainly wasn't his intention. Okay. When I look at the exact time of the passing and kind of that, that last moment, he makes me feel it's very uh, quiet. Like people didn't get to have that last moment with him. Do you see this? Yes. Like he goes on his own is how he shows it to me rather than people getting to be by his side. You understand? Yes. And he wants you to know that that's okay. And he also makes me feel that from your point of view, this man would have gone ahead of his time or um, like it feels from your point of view preventable. Do, do you see this? Yes. There's like a lot of impact on the body. Yes. Like a collision of some sort. Do you see this? Like, I feel like I'm, like, there's, like, I don't know, like, the body gets impacted. Yes, it's, it did. And it's heavy, heavy. It does feel accidental in nature. So from our perspective, we would have seen it as preventable, you see? Yes. And wanting to let you know that he is okay, wanting you to know that he is not bothered by that exit, and... And that might be surprising. Um, when so. I talk about, or when you, yeah, when when I talk about that, I see this man traveling a lot. Do you see? A lot. Like yes. a lot, a lot, a lot. All the time. Yes. Um, and he actually brings this back to your mother and then says, that's part of, that was part of the problem. There's <laughs> this desire to like constantly be elsewhere. Yes. And... I also feel like I have a huge humanitarian heart. Yes. And I want to do work for people and I want to help people and I want to build things and help them build things. Yes. And I also want to study the culture um, uh, yeah. in a very kind of scientific way, but without maybe the ability to write research articles on it. But yeah. still, like, I do think he documents and I do think his knowledge is shared. Yeah. And then I see all these photographs and like the world has his photographs, not just in his family, but like the world has his photographs. Yes. And that's how he documented. Ah, I love that. He made me feel like there's so many in, times in his life where he could have 
possibly pass because he was taking risks all the time. And and that and that he's okay with it. It's it's almost like by by living the life that he was meant to live, he knew that there were going to be many opportunities for a passing. Okay. Hmm. So as much as I'm thrilled to yeah. hear from my father, there's certainly somebody else I'm okay. Good. Eager to hear from. Yeah, this man could talk for days. <clears throat> oh, he would dominate. Yes. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, yeah, a conversationalist for sure. But there's I've never a... had him dominate a reading like this before. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, he's eager to be eager, eager, eager to be here. I have a lady that steps in and she comes in on my left hand side. She gives me a real sisterly feeling to you, but I don't think it's biological. And I want to also acknowledge feeling of, <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you see uh, that you would know a woman who has breast cancer in her life? Yes. And would be someone very dear to you and very sisterly feeling. Do you see this? Yes. She comes in here on my left and she is so excited to get to connect with you here. Mm-hmm. And, and she just keeps really wanting to identify herself as like a sister, as a soul sister, as a, yeah, that's my feeling. She shows me you kind of coming to her to be there for her at a, at, at one point. Do, do you see this? Yes. Like you travel to go be the, like, it just feels like, do you need me? I'm coming. And yes. the gratitude of that support feels to be very immense. Very, very, very immense. She makes me feel like in her life, a lot of people don't know the hardship that she went through because I feel that in her life, there's a lot of just a lot of emotional struggle and you being privy to some of that, that private aspect of her that I just think a lot of people wouldn't have known about. Do do you see this? Yes. I know that we had kind of exited your father and you're like, I'm hoping other people show up. I'm not sure you would have actually expected her. Do, Do you see this? Yes. Because she's like, well, I'm an unexpected guest. Um, yes. And I'm just here to say a quick hello. So you can move it along. Do you have any questions? Because I think once she disconnects, she's going to go. I do not have questions for her. <sighs> okay. Um, just, I'm not quite sure who's giving me this information. But they're acknowledging that you yourself, are you are you the one with the two kids? Do you see this? I do have two kids, yes. Yeah. I talk some. There's somebody coming and talking about two kids for you. All right. Well, you're writing as a bit of a roller coaster, but we're going with it. Would you would you know that one of your children was very impacted by someone who passed? One one of my children was impacted by a loss. Okay, I might. I'll just put that to the side. There's some there's some younger person coming in who's connected to one of your kids. It feels like a really tragic passing, but I'm just going to leave them on the side here for now. Um, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna come back to it. My mind's a little bit in the way of the information is what they're showing me. So I need to just get them to find a different way to give me the information. Going back to your your daughter and the connection to the passing there, that's... A, a young child that passes, you understand, like of the same generational line? Uh, the person that my daughter was, yes. Yeah. Is of her, her generation. Yeah, line, yes. just feels like a young person, you know? Mm-hmm. Who am I missing here? Your dad's so strong. All right. I'm going to need you to give me the relationship you have with them because I'm not feeling them and I might just be missing them. It's my daughter. Oh, and this is the young person that was trying to come in. Yeah, so this is who was trying to come in here. She kept showing me the sense of being connected to your two kids and the but she is one of two, not one of three, right? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. So that was my, she kept showing me that she, she was talking about you and she was talking about two children and then she was making me feel like one of the children was so impacted by her passing and I didn't quite connect it. So my apologies, but she has been trying hard. Okay. Show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. Okay. She just shows up for me as like almost an adult. So I would put her around 17, 18. She's not quite, quite adult, do you see? Yes. And she makes me feel that in all ways, she's a really fun-loving, really engaged with life. Like she just flashes me this big smile. I want to dance around and wants you to know how good she continues to to be in that way. Okay. Okay. Um, now, in all seeming ways prior to her passing, she's like healthy, happy, vibrant, all is good. Do, do, do you see? Absolutely. Like totally healthy, vibrant person. Yes. And it makes me feel that in and around her passing – this this does really feel completely accidental, totally out of left field in such a way where I just there's certainly no 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 lead up to this is my feeling. Correct. So she keeps showing me at the time of her passing, I just feel like I'm with one other person. Do do you see like I'm with one other person? During her passing? Yes, like at the time of yes. this is feeling with one other person with me. Yes, her father. Okay. Um, and she does put me in such a way where I feel like I'm, I'm in a vehicle, I'm in a car, like there's, there's the feeling of being in, in a car. Do you see? Yes. Um, and she keeps acknowledging it to not be her fault, not to be his fault. That feels really important. Yes. And I feel like somebody else runs a light of some sort or there's this feeling of a collision happening because somebody else isn't paying attention. You see that? Yes. Yes. And, and I want to say that that person tries to, to flee the scene. Is that right? No, not no. flee. There's this feeling of this, this impact and somebody not paying attention and, and there's just a feeling of a very definitive guilt pointed in that person's direction is my feeling. Correct. You know, it's like not, not up for debate at all. She's just wanting to acknowledge for you how quickly she goes because I feel um, that it would have looked like she was pinned or um, really stuck and like we're not, we can't get to her. Do, do you see this? Right. Yes. Um, and so we're not sure because we can't get to her. And her wanting you to know that she she really, it's like instant that she passes. Yes. Um, and especially needs your husband, her dad, to know that too. That feels really, 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 really important. I'm, hmm, okay. I feel that she knows you wanted to touch her body after her passing. Do you see this? Yes. And that you pushed hard to be able to do that? Yes. And she just wants you to know that she was with you at that time when you went, because I know that yeah. that you wanted to hold and touch her physical form, hold and touch your baby. Yes. Even though I think you were told not to or advised against it. Yes. And she just wants to say that she was right there beside you and she wants you to know that she also makes me feel like you 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 still saw your baby girl and you still you saw her as beautiful and there's just this this thing of you following your intuition and knowing you needed to do that and and that she walked with you every step of the way. I feel her to want you to know her 
energy certainly continues, but also all the things that she wanted to do. I feel that there are such big dreams and goals and desires to do it all. She's really a very active person in life. And I feel very sporty and I feel like I just want to move my body and do as much as I can in life, you know? Yes, Um, she did. I'm just so active. And doesn't want you for a moment to think she doesn't get to do those things any longer. She continues, continues, continues. Hmm. You see that you've saved some of her hair, you see? Yes. And also that you've not quite decided what you'll do with it. Do you see this as well? Yes. But you've wanted to do something special, you know? Also, in part, she has really fond memories of you brushing her hair, doing her hair, um, and it feels like an important part and memory of who she is and was. Yes. Hmm. Do you see that she had a real love for young children in life? Yes, she did. And I, and I want to teach them and play with them, and she just wants you know one of the things she does on the other side is work with kids and in such a way where she makes me feel like you've worked with kids and a continuation of what she learned from you. Mm. Okay. She makes me feel like she doesn't really get to know your dad. Absolutely correct. And she's like, we, I get to know him now and he's so amazing. Like, I just feel like <laughs> she'd heard so many stories about this man. And so she, and she so wished she could have met him. And I feel like there was actually getting along like you wouldn't believe and just really, really wanting you to know how fun she finds him Mm. and wanting also to let you know that he helps her to cross. He's right there. Yes. And, um, and how wonderful he is. Thank you. Um, she also shows me you looking at photos, looking at the clouds even, but seeing her in pictures, like, um, you know, people talk about orbs and things like that. Um, yes. Do you see that you've seen that? Oh, yes. Yeah. It doesn't come up too often for me in readings, but she's like, no, she's been seeing me in photographs and you've been pointing it out and you've been speaking about it. Do you see? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, she just wants to validate that for you as something she is certainly doing. Mm. (sighs) Let's have you ask her some questions and we'll see if there's anything else also that needs to be said but we'll start with questions here okay um so many um people have dreamed of her or seen her Mm. and i'm wondering if that will happen to me or what i can do to see her yeah Well, she visits you in equal measure, if not more, than all those people. But I feel very much so that the subconscious for you is still protecting you from that. Yeah. Even though you might not know that on a conscious level. I do think she visits you every night. But with a trauma response and the subtlety of this, your emotional body has been protecting you for now. I think yep, that makes sense. In in the dream state, it might take a little bit of time. She will eventually find access to you. But your more direct, easier connection for now will be through external signs, and then it will move into feeling her. Okay. I'm also aware of voicemails uh, played because I keep hearing her voice. Uh, yes. And her wanting you to know anytime you do anything like that, she's right there immediately. Hmm. Um, hmm. Do you know those blankets that are made from like people's clothes and stuff like that? Yes. You have one of those as well, you see? I do not, but I'm in the process of getting one. Ah, beautiful. Okay. She shows me 
a blanket made of people's clothes and she just wants to drape it all around you and that she loves it. So if you're in the process, I think this is just her saying, I know that you're making it and I love it. Mm-hmm. And that she has all these ways of being connected to you throughout the day and that you're never, you should never be afraid that you'll forget. She doesn't need you living in grief because you're afraid that if you let go of it, you're going to forget. You won't. She's like, you've surrounded me in your life and you're con- you'll continue to. And that will go on. She will always be there. Okay. Do you have any other questions for her? I don't think so. Well, she's really beautiful and sparkly and very bubbly and... Yes, she is. Let's remind you that she is well and good. Um, Thank you so much for letting me connect with her. Yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you for letting me connect to all of them. I'm glad that we made it to her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She's been here the whole time. She was trying to get through, and I was just uh, not quite understanding what she was saying. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. My time with Beth was really meaningful. I am so happy her daughter came through, and I can't wait to ask Beth how she herself sees the spirit world and mediumship in her everyday life given that she's had many readings before me and this reading now i'm curious to see how it shaped her grieving process hey beth it's really nice to be connected again thank you for taking the time really appreciate it thank you and how I'm have you been to see you. yeah me too I'm, uh, I'm really grateful how have you been uh i've been well um i um listened to the recording again over the weekend and uh you know i think that i'm not going to forget certain things but i definitely do <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but yeah, it was uh, it was great to hear it all again. Oh, that's beautiful. That's that's really really um, nice to have the recording. You have had experiences before, is that right? Yes, I've actually had quite a bit. Yes, and was this a different experience for you? Was it similar? So um, it was very different for me. Um, okay, and I, you know, I. I haven't, um, I th- when, when my daughter first died, I did, um, a lot of mediumship and then I haven't in the past couple, uh, maybe a year and a half. I haven't, um, but I, it, I was very interested in, um, you know, how you would bring people through, who you would bring through. And you definitely brought through, you know, my, my father who came through, very, very strongly, um, at the beginning. Um, and I haven't heard from him in many, many years. So that was really interesting to me. Yeah. He was really strong. Tell me a little bit about your father. First of all, what is his story? He was an interesting man. He had a incredible lust for life and travel and spent, uh, a lot of time traveling in Africa and, you know, at one point in the reading, you talked about how he um, documented things in his life. And he, he was a photographer. He took pictures of, of every place he went. He was in Cameroon, Africa, in a very small village. And he was there to help um, the people with teaching them how to use their water, their well water. He was over there with an organization called Greenpeace, and they were... Um, and the irony, if you will, of it is that he died by falling in one of their brand new drilled wells. Mm. Um, it was yeah. very late at night and dark, dark, unlike dark that we're familiar with. There's no residual light in <laughs> in Africa. Um, of course. And he was walking, um, and he stumbled into the 
into the side of the well, went forward and hit his head on the other side of the well and then went down in it. Um, <sighs> it was, yeah, it was really, um, you know, unexpected as, as we say, but you know, that was 21 years ago. Wow. But what amazes me is like he came through as if he was it was last month and and I think that's the interesting piece is that there is no time, right? Mm, no time at all. Was there is there a reason for you that you can think of that he was this eager, this in need, this wanting to come through? You know, have you been thinking of him lately? Has it has it been on your mind? So I think there's a couple of things. You, you know, you had mentioned how he was quite a storyteller and could captivate a room with a story. And you had mentioned that he was quite thrilled to have an audience such as a podcast yes. to reach. So I think that was one piece. But I also think for me, I'm trying to navigate my own growth and understanding of of souls in the afterlife. I think that it it really really reinforced to me that they never go away. I spend a lot of time doing my own personal research on reincarnation and, and how they, how souls can, they're multidimensional. And so if, if I believe that when I pass, that I'm going to see all of my loved ones, that I'm going to see my father who mm-hmm. at that point could be gone for 40 years and I'm going to see my daughter if I believe that, and I also believe that we reincarnate, how can both of them be this? How can that happen? Right? Mm. How can they still be there, but yet they're going to reincarnate and be in yeah. another life form or in another? So, you know, I think yeah. his showing up and his being as strong as he was really kind of reiterated Confirmed. to me that, yeah, this is, you know, he, he's never going to go away. She's never going to go away. They're always going to be there and they're also going to do the other things, right? I think our concept of time is so different from what I feel in spirit. Our concept of the limitation of space is so different. They're able to go and be and do many different things at the same time. This is something we can barely imagine. And so I think our continuation of time, that seems so long to us. But then when I connect into the other side, they're like, no, that's not so long. So it's really an interesting thing. It's hard to describe. It's hard to express because our existence is so defined by these limitations for ourselves. So defined. It's how we, how we shape our world. It's chronological. It's calendared. It's I'm going to meet you at 4 PM. So defined. And yeah, it simply doesn't, doesn't feel that way to me. And I think it's really beautiful that this was what your father was able to present to you. And he, and he also, he loved to talk. I can tell. <laughs> he was great. We had really sweet connections come through. I think one was a friend of yours. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about, about your connection so, to her. Yeah, she was uh, my, my girlfriend, Alina. I, we went to high school together and had been friends for many years. She, um, you know, she's has had been part of my high school friend group and the the rest of us still remain, but she had had cancer probably fifth breast cancer, probably 15 years ago Mm. um, and beat it. And then um, very, very abruptly she was diagnosed with bone cancer and died very quickly. She was a really wonderful, kind friend and, you know, I think of her often. And I was really, really delighted to to have her come through and say hi. Yeah, another reminder that it's not always just the family, and it's of course we also create these connections between friends. It's so special. And then, most beautifully, or the deepest, deepest one, of course, your daughter, of course. Yeah. And I'm so happy that she was able to come through, and I would love to talk about her and, and, and first of all, just start with having you describe her from your own eyes and give me a little bit of an extra, even an extra sense of, of who she was and who she is. So she, um, she was my, my oldest, my firstborn. And, um, she was, 
there was always just something really special about her. And I can't say, you know, that she was easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was a terrible, she was a terrible baby. She was difficult. Um, you know, she came into this world um, right at the same time that my father left this world. Mm. Um, it was, it was a very difficult time for me. You know, they did not cross paths here on earth. And I always felt the connection between them. Mm, and yeah. so when you said to me that he was there when she left, I know he was there. Like I know that he is with her and that they are together. Mm. Grace was Grace was a sweet, kind, feisty young girl. And <laughs> uh, she grew up to be... You know, I think everything that a mom would want. She was mm. independent and brave and kind, great student athlete. Um, people remember meeting her and, and talk about their interactions with her to this day. And I, I don't know that that happens with everybody, you know, the, that they mm. leave that strong of an imprint there was just something about her. I, I, it's hard to put to words. Um, mm, beautiful. She definitely yeah. felt that way as well in my experience of getting to meet her, which was a real privilege. Yeah. I, and she, she passed tragically by, yeah. yeah, by what I, what I felt. And it seems like it was a, a really, really tragic accident. Can you describe it a little bit more? Yes. She, um, she, my husband had gone on a college visit. It was the summer before her senior year in high school. And they were coming back from having a really wonderful time <laughs> at a college. And my husband was driving and a car crossed from the other lane and hit them head on and my my husband was driving a, a jeep that was higher than the vehicle that the oncoming car was and he kind of launched off of the hood of that vehicle and rolled and hit a telephone pole hard to believe when these things happen yeah it really um, it took years for me to you know, for it not to be surreal and believe that, yeah, that it happened and it was quick and it was awful and it was, you know, all the things that you can't imagine it being. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing I, I wanted to bring up for you in our reading, she didn't come through right away. And I have to say, it is a medium's, or at least, I don't know if it's a medium's worst nightmare, but it's my worst nightmare that when I'm in a reading, I don't recognize somebody's child. That is my worst oh. nightmare hmm. because I think it's such an important bridging to be able to make. And I know she is there. I felt her and I'm interpreting energy and I'm trying to understand what they're telling me and it's never direct but sometimes the bridging into words can be quite difficult they were here the whole time like you know it's uh right. it, it was my fault that i didn't see her right away so it was interesting I, because you did you did say a few times like there's a tragic loss that affected your children i'm like yeah that would be my child <laughs> like you were very close yeah yeah. And, and you can see in the process of like, it's in my, my brain is trying to pick it up and it's not getting it. And I think it is always interesting to listen back to a reading and be like, oh yeah, she was there the whole time. We've said it a few right. times, you know, she was trying so hard to get my attention. And so I wanted to express that. And then when she came through, she came through with a bang. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. so I'm so so grateful for that. Was there anything in the reading where you went, oh, yes, that's Grace? Um, 
well, certainly once you've found her, yes. I mean, everything was spot on about her. You know, you had asked me earlier if I'd, you know, if I'd had many readings before, and I and I have. And so sometimes I hear some of the same things, right? They, they present yeah. some of the same things. And so I had specifically asked her for something from you, and she mm. did it. And that was, yeah, that was fantastic. I mean, it was, um, as soon as you said, I said, yep, she, she heard me. (laughs) She delivered it. Can I ask you what it was? Oh, absolutely. Um, it was about her hair. I have a, a bag of her hair and I had, it's kind of a long story how I got the hair, but, um, I cut it myself from her, um, it had been offered to me, and I had said, no, I'm I'm going to do that myself. Um, and I had, I don't know, some point a few months ago, been looking at the hair and and um, said to her, okay, when we when we meet with Fleur, I want to I want to hear about the hair. Hmm. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she made sure. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, it was just continually affirms that you know they're there they're listening they hear you that you don't have to have some magic power to communicate right they they're always there absolutely that is my if i could write one thing on a billboard it would be you don't have to have a magic power to communicate with your loved ones yeah yeah and and i think it's hard and i think it's hard when when you're heavily grieving and because you're searching too, right? You're looking for things mm-hmm. that may not be the right things to look for. You know, you have to get out of your, your humanness and, and, and just kind of accept what's presented to you. Yeah, absolutely. And grief is a strong emotion. It is one of the strongest, I would say, if not the strongest. Mm-hmm. And all of this work is subtle. It's so subtle. And when you are in big grief, it blows the subtlety right out of the water. It's really hard. And I think that's where my job comes in is to act as your own bridge when the grief is too big. But at the end of it, I I truly believe if you have a soul, a spirit, a life force, a consciousness, which we all do, you already have the exact same makeup of what they have as well. It's we have a common denominator. We have a common energetic field. And so we can communicate. Mm, that's true. And everybody's got it. Yep. How has this been for you, this connecting? So I've, yeah, signs for sure. Lots of signs. Um, especially at the beginning, they were very, um, they were very intense. Mm. Um, she was, definitely communicating with anyone and everyone around me that could yeah. receive her, if you will. Yeah. You know, I will say now it's quieter, but I do still, you know, I have signs that if I ask her for something, she will deliver it. Yeah. Such yeah. as, such as the hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think and this I, is also the need, right? This is also the need. In the beginning, you need to know, and they want to tell you. They use all their energy to let you know, yeah. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And then when you know, they can use their energy to help you in other ways that we might not see as clearly. They're still interacting, but maybe right. they don't use all of their energy on the sign. Maybe they use it to help guide you or to move or heal or create or connect in other ways. Yes. And just so such a special bond that you're always going to have with her. Again, this doesn't end in the physical. I think it's taken me a long time to accept that, that this is the bond I have with her and that this is what it looks like now. You know, at the beginning, I didn't, I couldn't foresee that it, that I would have anything with her. (laughs) I only wanted or could accept her physical presence and in time that changes your, you know, time does heal. And fortunately, I have been able to accept other versions of her. Yeah. Me. And, you know, hearing that for me, it's, 
an unfathomable ask of anyone to accept this or to find this in life. It's just, you know, we wouldn't wish this on, on anybody. Um, but I know those words are going to help a mother or a father who's in that beginning stage, who's listening. So I just want to say thank you. Cause I think no one can tell you this unless they've been through it themselves. It just doesn't Absolutely. sound real. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do, so I you. do, I know at the beginning, you don't, you don't think you're gonna, <laughs> you don't think you're going to get to this point. You don't think it's ever going to get any easier. Um, yeah. And easier is a funny word, right? It, it changes and, you know, you're dealing with something that you don't want to deal with, but time does allow it. So, yeah. And I, and, and I have powerful. to say that being able to talk to mediums such as yourself is one of the most healing things that I've done and, mm. and just learning that, um, the communication goes on and that, you know, I've often said that an hour session with a really good medium is worth two years of therapy. Oh, wow. It just, it helps yeah. so much. And, and I'm so grateful for the work that you do. I'm grateful to, genuine, be able to do it. The genuine work that you do for people. Thank you. I mean, I am certainly grateful, grateful to be able to be the bridge, of course. And, uh, and it takes a village. You know, I, I love that you say this. I appreciate you saying that. It's really meaningful. Is there any other question that you have for me about the process of mediumship? Um, so, I mean, I often, you know, think about, or, or like I said, I research, you know, different ways to raise my vibration and, and, and my connection for somebody who I guess would be in my situation, what, what would you recommend to, to do? Yeah. For next think, steps. Yes. Great question. Well, I think in part you're already doing it in that the first step is to recognize that the relationship still exists and that in the same way that you would fuel relationship and foster relationship in the physical world, you can continue to do in spirit. So whether that looks like sending them a text, same kind of thing, you know, can write a little note or a letter or say, hey, I'm going to get coffee. Do you want to come along? The sense of invitation into daily life that we do with people in the physical world that we may forget to do in spirit because it doesn't feel as tangible. It doesn't mean they wouldn't be there otherwise, of course, because they know that the desire is there, but it does open up your own awareness of them being there because your awareness is now knowing you've opened up a space, you're looking for it, you're aware of their presence. So much of this is, have you created this space to receive? Not, are they there or are they not there? It's, is your spirit able to sense is your spirit available to see? Is your spirit making room? And just by us taking that sense of intention, by writing the note, by writing the letter, by inviting them to the big or small moment, by creating that space, you also create a newfound, tangible sort of relationship for yourself. And it's such an easy thing to do. Yeah. It might be hey, I'm going to make cookies, you know, or it might be, I'm doing a grocery run or, oh gosh, I love your fashion advice. You want to come, <laughs> you know, and, right. and notice, do you get an intuitive nudge for something? Do you get an intuitive nudge to say, oh yeah, chocolate chip cookies. God, you love chocolate, you know? And all of a sudden you feel this like pull towards going for the chocolate or the sparkly shoes when you would have gone for something a little bit more normal. Do you know that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, you're inviting it in, you're allowing the impulse because of course the external signs exist, but the easiest way of communication that they have is internally. And that's through your own intuition. And the intuition requires space, it requires you making some space. Uh, and this is one way that you can easily do so. It doesn't always have Never to be. 
Oh yeah. And it's, it's a wonderful thing because it brings them into daily so life. It doesn't always, yeah, it doesn't have to be like light a candle and sit down and do right. like two hour long meditation and just hope you feel something, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be that. Because that hasn't worked for me at all. <laughs> that oh. doesn't work for me at all. <laughs> I've tried yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not saying I won't keep trying it, but boy, yeah, this would be a well, whole lot simpler. Yeah, well, it's hard because, you know, the focus is on the sense of if they don't come and it, and you're just focused on this candle or focused on this meditation oh. and it can be so hard to just release. And we need yeah. the release in order to receive, unfortunately, very annoying truth. Right. Play around with that. And there might be activities where you feel, oh, this really works for me. Or maybe it is when you're sipping on a cup of coffee that your nervous system is able to relax enough to release and, and allow. And that might be much better for you than sitting cross-legged on the floor and just really pushing for it. Excellent. Yeah. So simple. It doesn't have to yeah. be hard. None of this, I think, is hard. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Because they want it just as much as you want it. So it's just about a bridging mm. and an allowing. Well, it makes sense. It's like you're saying, it's harder for them to do the signs and the external stuff, the internal intuition yeah. stuff. I mean, that it's easier for them to reach us that way. Mm. That's fantastic. That's a great question. Is there anything else that can help you with anything, anything else that's on your heart or your mind? Mm. I don't think so. I mean, in my, mind I have thousands of questions but I, I I do feel very um content with with our discussion and 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 the connection I I, I think I'm good right now that feels good to me too thank you Beth thanks for sharing your story thanks for sharing your loved ones with me it was a wonderful pleasure to get to connect with each one of them I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I and I hope you try out the um inviting them in and you'll have to let me know how that goes for you I absolutely will thank you I certainly will yeah. all right Flora have a lovely evening you too bye thank you and thank you thank you for listening with an open heart thank you for hearing these stories we heal in community Thank you for being part of this one. If you yourself would like to open up your spiritual gifts, because we all have them, I run mentorship courses about every month or two, and you can find all information on my website, mediumflare.com. I also have a book out called Moving Beyond. You can also find information on where to purchase on my website, and there's an audiobook if you like this voice of mine. Thanks again for being here. If you feel called to leave a review, it means everything. This podcast is completely free of cost for all participants and it is such a help when we get a review. So thank you in advance. Thank you for being here and see you next time. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond, the podcast. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps new listeners to find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleur LeSink and Elizabeth Mihalich, with additional support from the team at 2020 Intuition, Heloise, Teresa, and Madalena. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book, Moving Beyond, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you're interested in being on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth an email at podcasts at mediumfleur.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R dot com. We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories, and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 